0: Last time on Link Strike. After entering a magnificent Colosseum in the middle of the desert, our heroes, General Mok Moksha and Solomon Ortega, were overwhelmed by the crowd within, a chorus of voices cheering on combatants in the Trial of Legends. Intercepted by the tiefling Alver, Mok and Sully were led to Alver's father, the leader of the Colosseum, a powerful man named Othric. Upon saying their names, Othric revealed himself to be a member of the evil Knights of the Equinox and wrapped Mok in magical chains for reasons related to the Moksha family's mysterious history. Now, our two heroes must face the trial themselves for fame, fortune, and freedom. The gate rises. What will happen this time on. Link Strike! Yeah!
1: yeah. yeah.
2: As the gate rises slowly up in front of you, chain link by chain link being turned over, painfully slowly, the echoes of cheers begin to seep underneath. They fill the preparation room where you stand. You have just a few moments before it's time to enter the battlefield. You can hear the announcer, which sounds to be Othric's voice, booming. What is it that you do to
0: prepare yourselves? Well, I am going to uh, adjust this new cloak that I bought from Lou, which allows me to uh, give an inspiring speech and boost the health of allies around me, uh, and as I adjust it, I'm going to start shifting my weight from foot to foot, I'm going to look over at Mock and I'm going to say, okay, all right, buddy, just like we did when we took down the Empress, um, I'm going to go in, and I'm just going to start swinging, and then uh, you... Do your thing, right? Um, you can turn into an ape. You can turn into a crocodile. we got to talk about this animal's thing, but you're, you're reserve, And then when I get all my big punching spells out of the way, you come in. Woof, woof, and I like punch the air, and you, you deal the final blow. Um, actually, that was that was earlier today, wasn't it? And I turned him mock We fought the Empress earlier today.
1: Well, I mean, we don't know how long we were walking for in... Our continuity of accounting for timelines, yes, but who knows? To,
0: I don't know about you, but to me it feels like... I, I feel like I woke up this morning in the tower in Solidest. That's what it feels like. Okay, I'm just just checking. Maybe that is why I feel so thrown off by all of this. We were in the same place for two years, Mach. We We led an army, and now now we're on our own and we're about to fight who knows what for who knows what stakes and i all right just the same way as we did the empress right and we've got this
1: yeah it's the preliminary rounds i'm not too worried if anything i'm just gonna take this time to familiarize myself with the battlefield more than anything else sure
0: yeah um i did we get a i'm sure the gate's rising now do we get it can we get a view
2: yes we can and uh as you're giving your speech, it's almost like the mantle starts to billow a little bit. Like there's this unseen wind that is raising up heroically behind you, and then you have that sort of existential crisis. And, and it, it like drops back again. down a little bit, but then
0: it flitters back. I'm, like up myself, up. I'm myself up. I'm myself up. It's sort it's sort of my hype level. But and mm-hmm. the problem is when I'm at 100% hype, it's it's sticking straight up, and I can't see. It's just big old giant Dracula collar. So I gotta keep. <laughs> So we're, we're talking like we're talking like fifty to eighty percent height is maybe. Why don't you ideal? take about twenty percent off there, squirrely man. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay.
2: <laughs> um, and uh, why don't you go ahead and roll your temp HP?
1: Absolutely. What is it? A uh, hundred? D hundred? Wow, you got it. That's it. Great memory, Eric. Yeah. You're so
2: familiar with the Player's Handbook.
0: Each creature gains temporary hit points equal to my level plus my charisma modifier. So no rules, actually. It is, for now, always going to be... Right, we talked about this last time. 14 plus 5, so 19. Oh yeah,
1: that's what I have written down. 19. That is a comfortable amount. And
0: as the gate rises
2: in front of you, the blinding light of the sun streams in and causes your eyes to adjust for a moment. And then you're able to see out into the bottom of this huge basically bowl of stands, and they rise up hundreds of feet into the air. It's filled, absolutely packed with uh, attendees. And uh, out in front of you, you can see there's a little bit of sand on the ground, but it looks mostly like this Colosseum has sort of uh, been dug down into the sand somewhat. So the top layers of silt, et cetera, have been removed, and it's largely down to uh, stone at this point for some firm footing. It's like hard-packed earth and stone. And the two of you can hear as the gate rises up the rest of the way, you hear Othric's voice boom out. Well, everybody, let us give a warm welcome to our newest competitors. We have Generals Solomon Ortega and Mach saviors of Shieldheim. Here to make a name for themselves within these walls. I hope y'all are excited, got your bets all placed. Hopefully you'll see some coin flowing, and we'll hope these boys can put on a show for you. I know they are certainly excited to demonstrate their prowess for all of you. They are full of fire, that's for sure. And there's a, a cheer as the crowd is hyped up and waiting for your entrance. Do you do anything spectacular are you cheesing it are you just strolling out there what's what's your, i'm curious what your entry looks like what is what is your big wwe entry moment look like do you break a chair over vince mcmahon <laughs> do you choke slam hulk hogan
1: mock's not going to give him the satisfaction of putting on a show so i'm just gonna stroll out there i think sully's stunned
0: a little bit by the crowd this is I think more attention he's ever had on him at one point, probably ever, at least with the army when they were looking at him, he, there was a hierarchy, he sort of understood what everyone was there to do, and here he he's never really had such a crowd to watch him fight before. So I, I think he'll walk out and his, his jaws dropped a little bit and he's just sort of looking at everything.
2: You doing alright? Any case of stage fright?
0: I don't know, maybe performance anxiety. This is a lot of people, Rax. Yeah, uh,
2: I mean, at least they're happy to see you wail on some shit. Most people are pretty upset to witness it happening, I guess.
0: Always looking on the bright side, Rax, and I will Eh. take him off the shoulder holster.
2: Hey, any day I get swung's a good day.
0: And I'll hold him ready in my hands.
2: And the two of you stroll out into the middle of the coliseum fighting grounds, and there's nothing there for the time being. And uh, you two take your stance, sort of on your half near the center. And you hear, Othric once again. Now, let's see what is it that we have in store today. We need something fitting of these two generals. Something really show off their abilities, but can't make it too easy on them. I mean. They've led armies. Gotta make sure they're impressed as well. Let's, uh... What do you say, ladies and gentlemen? How about we call on some old friends of ours? And you hear the crowd, like, muttering to themselves a little bit.
1: Why don't we bring in that nice,
2: nice combo of, uh... some stone and flames. And then, as he says that, you see these two orbs of fire just like drop out of the sky they plummet towards the ground at the center of the stage in front of you and they're roughly like these like 10 foot orbs that hit the ground and then sort of like a water droplet of fire just like plume out and then shoot back up into these shapes And these flames begin to take on a stance and shape of their own. These two monstrous, fiery figures just contorting and flickering in this orange glow. And then around the same time they impact the ground, you feel some rumbling beneath your feet as well. It's kind of hard to make sense of it. It it doesn't seem like it's everywhere, like an earthquake. You can feel it sort of waning and, and coming back as if it's moving around. Throughout the battlefield, and then Othric yells out,
1: Well, now
2: this may be a little bit meta of me, but I say we roll for initiative.
0: <laughs> and then big dice fall from the sky, and we gotta jump out of the way before they smash into the earth. Nat 20 boom natty
2: 20 as well. So it's got the they cancel 12.
0: Do we roll again?
2: No, uh, what's your dex modifier?
0: My Dex modifier is minus one. Mm, that goes first. All
2: right. So as these two fire elementals rush forward at the two of you, uh, Mock, you have a new ability active, right? Uh, sanctuary, correct?
1: Correct. I haven't taken any violent actions since my long rest, so I have protection against being targeted.
2: Okay. So I got to succeed on Wisdom saving throw. So this first one was gonna head at you. Let's see what he does with his Wisdom save. That's only a four, so he has to target somebody else. So it looks like you are shunting all attacks onto Sully right now. That poor stone thing. What will it do? What? (laughs) All right, so the first fire elemental coming at you, Sully. Uh, That's a 12 and a 12
0: to hit. I'm going to just let them splash against my armor and the the flames will sort of skitter across the metal and I'll back up a step. Okay, and then the
2: second elemental is going to come at you now. It's
0: gonna be a 10, I'm rolling terribly right now.
2: And a 13.
0: Similarly, the flames just splash across my armor. and I, I feel the heat but no damage as I'm just sort of using well, the, the fancy feet that Mach has taught me to weave back and try to stay between the two. And
2: you do an excellent job of it as these fire elementals are leaving these huge swaths of flame in the air as they swipe out at you. But you just nimbly step to the side or let them splash against your armor without any fear. And you hear uh, Othric cry out, Well, isn't that some measure of confidence? I love to
0: see it. Sully, it's your turn. Uh, is there a way that I can angle myself uh, around the two fire elementals so that I could get them both with a cone-based magic attack?
2: Um, yeah, if you duck yourself just a little bit behind Mach, yeah.
0: you'd be able to funnel that sort of past him and onto the two of them. Sure, I'll I'll do that. I'll, I'll step over next to Mach, and as I do so, I will bring Rax around and quickly press the button and my magical talking axe named Rax is going to flip out long ways and those blue strings of light are going to appear out over the length and I will do a strum of the melody to cast Cone of Cold at these two fire elementals. It's a 60-foot cone and it's a constitution save on their behalf.
2: Oh. A new Solomon Ortega classic. Oh, yeah. That's a five and a 14.
0: Both are definitely going to fail. Okay, how much damage do they take? Well, it's 88, so I'm doing all those dice rolls. Mm-hmm. I rolled a five, a six, a three, a two, a two, a two, a one, a one, It's 22 total. Ooh, that's rough. Not my finest. Uh, however, for good measure, I'll use my new ability Uh, that I got from the bard school at the level up. And I feel quicker now at switching racks between these two settings, the instrument and the axe. Um, So I will quickly press the button again and use my bonus action to attack the closest fire elemental with racks. Uh, Once more, just with the pointy end. Okay. And that is going to be 17 plus 11. 28. Gee! I wonder if it hits. Yeah, that hits. Great. That's only going to be ten points of damage. Okay. And uh, I will mention that uh, cone of cold dealt cold damage on these fire elementals. Uh, yes, it did. And it uh, did. I, I played Pokemon, Max. I know. I know what happens. If
2: I remember correctly. Uh Ice types are weak to fire types. I didn't Not say I around. was good at Pokemon. <laughs> 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 um, you do take note that as you fire out this cone of cold, you can see the frost pass through them. It doesn't really collect or congeal this rhyme on them as you have seen against your other enemies, but uh, you can see that it definitely quells some of the heat that is built up within them. And you rush forward it with racks and swing through them. And the way the flames sort of, like, bellow out as you strike them shows that the hit connected. But also means that you take three points of fire damage as you uh, make a
0: melee swipe at them. Hot, 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 hot. I'll shake my hand a little bit. Maka, maybe not hand-to-hand with these things. They burn. And that brings us next in the order to mock. You
2: have these two fire elementals beleaguering Sully, and you have this rumbling that is happening beneath the ground.
1: All right, the Mock's going to take a quick look around the entire Coliseum and mention to Sully, all right, you got the front line on this, and I'll walk about 10 feet behind Sully such that they have to pass through his opportunity zone to get to me. And I will sit into the lotus position, making myself prone. And with an action, cast Faithful Hound. And enter my blade song in a bonus action.
2: What is Faithful Hound?
1: Faithful Hound is an invisible creature that can't move from the zone in which I cast it. And if anyone doesn't yell the password, they're just a bark that gets announced to everyone in the area and at the start of my turn it can attack anything within its protection zone that is hostile towards me.
2: Interesting.
1: And I will cast it right by Solly in the zone that is being threatened by those two elementals. What is
2: the name of your Faithful Hound?
1: This is the first time I've summoned Faithful Hound so I haven't thought about a name quite yet.
0: Yeah, hold on. Is this like a evolution of your unseen servant that you've brought around a few times? It's his dog. Is it? Is, is it there's a whole... Wait, wait. You're suggesting that there's an invisible community of people who just... <laughs> who work for mock. Okay, so
2: you just take up this lotus position. Uh, you cast the blade song. And you summon your invisible Faithful Hound, who is standing next to Sully. Is only when something enters its space? When something's within its space. Within its space. So does it have its own turn? We'll just make it part of your initiative order then.
1: It starts at the beginning of my turn. It can't move, but it is invisible. Okay. Excellent. And I'll make sure to let Sully know. Try to keep him there as long as you can.
0: Is this a new spell or one you've had for a while?
1: I've had it for a while, but haven't had a chance to to use it yet.
0: So Sully doesn't know?
1: No, so you're going to hear some barking. It might freak you out. I'll just
0: give a grunt and nod my head. Authoric chimes in.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, that is certainly an interesting bit of strategy we have going on here. Looks like there's so much confidence that... Our own General Moksha can just take a little break for himself and focus on his well-being.
1: I flick him off. Ho-ho,
2: you got a little fire in him still. Just what I like to see. And you just feel a little twinge, just a little twinge, as you can feel along your left arm, the chain just like tightens ever so slightly. Not so much that it affects anything, you just, you know that he can still affect it and that brings us next in the order to this rumbling that is happening underneath the ground and mock as you are meditating there with your keen elven senses you're able to get a bead on this thing as it appears to come closer to the surface and suddenly you're engaged in melee with these two fire elementals when suddenly there's this terrible rending noise as the ground erupts about 15 feet away from you. and this massive armored shape comes flying out of the ground has this long smooth head almost like a bullet with this beaked fanged mouth out in front of you it looks like it's built for just rending earth and it comes sailing up out of the ground at you it's two large clawed forelegs out in front as it comes sailing at you to attempt to slam down at you Uh, I need you to give me either a strength or a dexterity saving throw. Uh,
0: I will actually do a dexterity saving throw. Now with my proficiency, my dexterity saving throw is better than my strength. Um, Sometimes it's better to just get out of there. Uh, And I rolled an 18 plus 4, so 22. Excellent. So you do make the save, so you only take half damage.
2: I do a barrel roll. Okay. It was like opposite ends on the damage here. So we have 16 points of bludgeoning damage and four points of slashing damage. That's 20 points altogether halved. So you'll take 10 damage total. And you luckily were able to step to the side just enough as this creature slams down at you that you didn't get crushed underneath it, but it did knock into you pretty heavily. And it positioned itself in such a way that by slamming into you, it actually tossed you into the same space as one of those fire elementals. So you'll take another two points of fire damage as it slams you down into this uh, fiery inferno around you. And then it will rear back and attempt to uh, bite at you. And that's going to be... 25 to hit that will hit okay see that was one I was hoping I could have land so I could roll
0: 4d12 4d12 you know 4d12 isn't a number Max
2: and you'll take 21 points of piercing damage as it
0: crushes around your heavy plate armor 21 points of piercing damage I can eat that for breakfast and feel terrible by lunch <laughs> yeah that's true uh, so that is that is formally the end of my bonus HP from Aspiring Leader so whatever uh, nice little glow was around me fades and I'm back to normal solid
2: that brings us around in the order to the fire elementals they are going to again try to start they're going to move off of uh, Sully so that way they can try and get a better angle on him and they're going to attempt to make some attacks on him once more the first one rolls an 18
0: the 18 will meet so it'll succeed and then
2: much higher on the second that'll be a 21, so on that first hit it's going to be 13 points of fire damage, and on the second hit that will be 8 points of fire damage.
0: Another 21.
2: And as that first one strikes you, you notice then that there is something strange about this fire. It seems to cling to you, and as it slams its fiery claws down on you. Even though you're wearing this plate armor, now that it has truly connected with you, the flames are licking along your armor. And even though its arm has retracted, the fire remains, and there are bits of you that are just alight with flame now. And the next one will take its two swings at you. That's going to be a 19 to hit. That will hit. And a 16 to hit. That will miss. 13 points of fire damage.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so mock, I guess you see this thing slam into the ground, knock Sully back into one of these fire elementals, and then he just bursts into flames. Uh, yeah, that, that smarts. Sully, it's your turn. Yeah, I think what I'll do is jump out of the flames, just patting myself uh, with Rack's in, in one hand, just sort of trying to get the flames out. Does that does that do anything? If you would like to fully douse the flames, it will take a full action. No, I'm just trying to use my movement as I'm okay. as I'm darting out of there.
2: Then you will take one point of fire damage,
0: as the flames are still alight on you. Okay. Okay. I can deal with that. It'll take a full action to douse those flames. Sure. Well, uh, one point of fire damage isn't too bad, and it leaves me with 69 hit points, so I'm going to call that a positive, as I... Fuck yeah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the sex number. Yeah, as I spin around, uh, just sort of turn around, trying to get a, a scan for the stadium, I see Mach sitting there. Usually when Mach just sort of sits and goes quiet for a little bit, it's actually a good sign, so I'm going to let him still do that, and try and position myself so that I can see the three enemies... I'm going to use my bonus action to cast Hexblade's Curse on the big dirt thing. Mm-hmm. The big Dodongo-looking guy. And in the same action, flip racks back around and strump uh, out another cone of cold at these fire elementals.
2: Okay, you will be able to catch the,
0: uh, uh, it's called a boulette. You'll be able to catch the boulette with that as well. Okay, then I, if I got the chance, if I can line it up. I'm gonna okay. go for it. Let's have all three of those make a con save.
2: Elemental one with an 18, two with a 14, and the boulette with a 23. Uh,
0: 18 meets. So just number two fails. Yeah. Uh, but they're all gonna take at least half damage. Beautiful. Seven, five, three, two, 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 one, one. That one's only slightly better at 23 points of cold damage. Uh, for those, for the one who got full damage, the one who gets half is going to take 11. Okay. Not my finest cone of colds, but I, I'm still a little razzled by the the crowd that's cheering down at this. Feels a little, feels a little weird to me you can
2: hear them
0: matching similarly
2: your sentiments. As the boulette flew out of the ground and smashed down at you, you heard the crowd like huh! gasp out in surprise. And then when you uh, spun around and blasted on the cone of cold, you hear oohs and ahs ripple throughout everybody. They seem pretty fascinated. You hear Othric announcing, like, Well, it looks like General Ortega sure has his head on a swivel, but... Looks like he's fighting solo mighty strange that he put himself out on a limb and ends up being the one holding the bag. Ain't that kind of a shame. mock that brings us to you in the order.
1: All right. And there's this ethereal barking from my faithful hound in the ethereal plane, completely invisible to all creatures. And it'll attempt to bite one of the fire elementals close to it. Okay. For a natural 20... Amazing.
2: If if he's an invisible hound, can we call him Spoopy
1: Doo? Spoopy Doo? That'll, uh. We'll we'll workshop it. We'll keep it in the back of our mind. Spoopy
0: Doo! (laughs) Spoopy Spoopy Doo! Spoopy Doo! What's your Spoopy Doo? We're
2: coming after you. We're gonna solve that elemental. I see you, Spoopy Doo. We're coming after you.
0: How about Spot? Because you can't. Spot (laughs) him. Or, if I don't see that one there.
1: For 30 points of piercing damage. 30
0: points of piercing damage. 30 points of it's piercing damage. They do tell 30 points of piercing. It's a 4d8
1: damage. on a normal hit. And he got a crit.
0: Wow, Spoofy Doo. I thought Faithful
2: Hound was kind of a little fun spell. I was not expecting your Faithful Hound to be, I don't know, the size of 10 Rotwires. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's a uh, yeah. It's, as long as they're not smart enough to move out of the zone, they he like will keep biting. It's like Hades.
2: It's like Hades naming Cerberus fluffy. Right? <laughs> like, oh, he's just my faithful hound. Like, <laughs> like <Maul or> <laughs> um, is that? Uh, are you going after the one that Sully swung his axe at originally?
1: Or it the won't other one? be smart enough to target. It'll just target anything in its range. It'll probably be
2: that first one then. Excellent. Uh, so that was how many points of damage
1: 30 points of piercing
2: Thirty points of piercing damage
1: as a ethereal tooth just comes out of nowhere and bites at the fire elemental
2: they're resistant to bludgeoning piercing and slashing from non-magical weapons and i don't usually have to think about that because your weapons are specifically magical i'm going to go ahead and say that an ethereal dog is maybe the most literal definition of magical so (laughs) i'm going to go ahead and say that's probably uh, full damage Okay, so uh, your Faithful Hound bites out at him, and then he will, in response, take two points of fire damage.
1: All right. And while I'm still in my lotus position, taking advantage of the positioning of the creatures, I will cast Shatter on them.
2: Okay, this will end your sanctuary as you are taking a violent action. Yep. All right, so they only need on saves?
1: It'll be a constitution saving throw, yes.
2: All right, Elemental 1. Not doing great. He rolled a five. Elemental two. Rolled a 14. And our good friend the boulette uh, rolled a 10.
1: So they all failed. At fifth level. Fifth level. Okay.
2: Hit us with that spicy damage. 16. 16 damage? Yep.
1: A lot of ones.
2: And uh, as Othric is sort of ribbing mock about uh, his inaction he is cut short by this blast of concussive force this huge sonic boom that just echoes and reverberates back and forth throughout the stands people are reaching up and putting their hands over their ears as you quickly interrupt Othric with this shatter spell and you can see this concussive force ripple throughout the fire elementals and the bullet shakes its head as it feels this piercing sound ring through it. And that brings us next in the order to the Boulette, who is going to shake its head and turn to see the source of this sound. And it's going to see Mach with his eye just focused in on this location. And it's going to spin around and it's going to start running towards you and take another leap. And need you to make a strength or a dexterity saving throw. That'll be 21 dexterity. Okay. And I believe since you have evasion, that means you don't take any damage, correct? Yep. All right, but that will push you out of your space. Um, so as you're in this Lotus position, you see the uh, boulette take a few bounding uh, strides and it leaps up at you. And as it's about to slam down, we can see this shadow just covering Mach as you can see its bulk about to land and Mach just tucks his knees up to his chest and kicks himself backwards in an easy backwards somersault and is just standing on his feet, just face to face with this boulette in front of him. Uh, And it's then going to attempt to snap out at you with its jaws for a bite attack. and That's only going to be a 10 to hit, and so it will miss. And now we can see holding himself up in full battle position, Mok Moksha, and we can see his arms outstretched in front of him in his combat stance. And we can see once again from his blade song, the elven text along his flesh is glowing once more. The chains have sort of receded into this dull, faded gray that is now existing behind all of this text instead of on top of. And that brings us next in the order to the Fire Elementals, who once again are going to try a suite of attacks at our friend, Solomon Ortega.
0: We've got a 15 and an 18. Uh, That 18 is going to meet and thus hit.
2: That will be 10 points of fire damage and you are reignited once again. And the second one will make its attacks at you for a 9 and a 5. We'll miss you on both of those. Mm -hmm. And thus ends their turn and brings us back in the order to you, Solomon. You have the two elementals on you. The Bullet has moved away some to go
0: fight Masha. Does it look like, has the cone of cold been working on them at all? Do they look damaged or, or hurt? Are they wounded?
2: As you gather yourself in these two elementals are swiping at you, you see that that first one that has been uh, slashed into by you and torn into by patent pending spoopy-doo, you see that it is uh, much more loose in its construction. The uh, fire uh, is nowhere near as dense and also it's a bit dimmer, almost embers in a sense of what it was before. The second one is still burning brightly but is less consistent than it had been at the start. It appears that you have definitely landed some significant damage on that. The first one appears to be much worse for wear. And how far away is Mok and the Boulette? Uh, they're about 30 feet away from you at this point, with the jump and the movement backward,
0: etc. cetera. Got Sully's so going to look over his shoulder at, at Mach and the Boulette. And knowing that he's cursed the Boulette, he wants to be fighting the Boulette, not these fire elementals. And the fastest way to get there He drops to one knee and brings Rax in and feels that energy pulse through him as he thunder steps over to the boulette. So that is going to have a a rippling effect as the air collapses in as I teleport. It's gonna be a booming sound for 300 feet. They're gonna have to make a constitution save or face thunder damage. All right,
2: con save, elemental one. Still having a bad day with a 12.
0: That's not going to do it. And the
2: second one comes in with a 17.
0: That will also not do it.
2: Oh, wow. So you can see in the crowd, all the people have just started to take their hands off their ears, shifting and shaking their heads a little bit uh, from mock's Shatter Spell. And as soon as they start to put their hands down, there's this boom as Thunderstep occurs. You can hear uh, throughout the crowd some glasses shattering and uh, beer and wine being spilled onto the laps of the attendees and what starts in a cry of horror and fear turns into like a whoa of excitement
0: as they are sort of part of the fight now. And that's fantastic. They're both going to take 24 points of thunder damage as I teleport away and I'm going to appear next to the boulette on the ground, and I'm going to try and swing and cut up at its underside. All right. That is going to be a 24 to hit.
2: Yeah, it's gonna hit.
0: That's gonna be 12 points of slashing damage. Okay. That battle magic is coming in handy. That's pretty fancy, I love to see it. Gives me a lot of things
2: I can do. As you cast your Thunder Step, we see that air collapse in and that shockwave fires out as you teleport and that first elemental as it comes in for another swipe on you is just buffeted backwards and you can see the embers just drift away on this concussive wind and the first elemental has perished and the other is uh, barely hanging on at this point Uh, though the flames uh, still do lick across your armor Sully and you will take another three points of fire damage. Sure. And now that Sully is there, engaged with the boulette as well, Mach, it comes to your turn.
1: The fire elemental didn't move, did it? No, it did not. All right. So you hear this other ethereal barking as it does a 22 to hit.
2: Yeah, that's a hit.
1: And it does 13 points of piercing damage.
2: And it will take three points of fire damage in response. And you can see out of nowhere, just like this invisible chunk being torn out of the fire and just vanish into the air in front of you. You can see it sort of like dissipate. And just for a moment, as it's sort of almost being swallowed, you can see this just rippling shape in the air as the uh, dim light just vanishes inside of it into the ethereal plane that exists within this creature's stomach. Uh, that Fire Elemental is barely hanging on it anymore. It's, uh, it's kind of like Howl's Moving Castle and Cinder hasn't been fed any logs for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of an irritated Billy Crystal at this moment. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Mach, we come back to you now.
1: I will activate my Cuff of Heist and just teleport directly in front of the Fire Elemental and whistle. And, unfortunately... I have not had Hawthorne throughout this encounter, but it's still enough to activate my haste from my contingency, mm-hmm. and I will strike at the Fire Elemental. All right, so you spin that dial
2: that is around the outside of your cuff, and we see Mach just, like, sort of shift in this, like, spinning momentum and just vanish and reappear right in front of the Fire Elemental, and there's this little ripple, of air disturbance and he's already mid swing
1: coming out of this teleportation and I will swing with a 12 almost that's a mess and then with my extra attack we hear Mach yell out it
2: was a feint it was a feint it
1: was a feint <laughs> and switch my opposite knuckle duster with an 18 that's a hit and that'll be 12 points of damage actually 22 points of damage
2: 22 points of damage. You'll take four points of fire damage as your fist fires out and punches straight through the core of this elemental, and it just dissipates from the shockwave of the air as they strike into it. And both of the fire elementals have now been vanquished. And we hear Arthuric call out, Well, if this isn't the kind of show we've been looking for, then I
1: certainly don't know why we signed these two. Mmm, this has been Quite a fun time, hasn't it, my friends? And with my hasted action that I still have left, with blinding speed, I'll move back to the creature that Solly is threatening and make an attack at it. All right,
2: go ahead and give me that attack roll.
1: That'll be an 11.
2: That's a miss. You run up and you strike directly into one of its armored plates and your knuckle duster just bounces off, Uh, sort of surprised by how solidly built this thing is. And my turn. Okay. And uh, with the two of you basically on top of it right now, the boulette is going to crouch down a bit. And uh, with Sully right in its view, it's going to push down and leap straight up into the air and attempt to come slamming down on Sully from about 15 feet up. Can you go ahead and give me that deck saving throw? I would love nothing more
1: as Sully... Wait. Sully, just a true meta question. Yeah. Can you cast Slowfall on an unwilling creature as a reaction? (laughs) (laughs) Huh. (laughs) That would be the most annoying way to deal with that. That? I like that (laughs) if that works.
0: Um, When, okay, description for Featherfall for the DM. Uh, It's a reaction which I take when I or a creature within 60 feet of me falls. A creature, a reaction, and it's 15 feet over my head. Also, I got eight on my save. So I think it's in Sully's best interest uh, (laughs) as he, like... Takes a step forward and then, like, trips over his armor for a second as he looks up at the boulette and sees the crowd. Uh, he just sort of glances to one side and sees Mock making a strumming motion. Uh, and he quickly whips around Rax and quickly strums out Featherfall to try and slow the boulette before it can slam down on him.
2: You know, that is too good for me to <laughs> not. That's, that's too good. Um. Okay, so we'll still call it a... If you had saved and done this, you would have taken no damage. So we'll
0: call this a save then. So you'll take half the damage. That's still pretty big. I'm, I mean, I'm stuck under it as it comes down regardless. It probably weighs me, a lot. Let me roll
2: this, uh, this damage and <laughs> then I want to describe how this goes down. So I'm very excited <laughs> about this. It's going to be 18 points of a combination of bludgeoning and slashing damage. And just
0: force, just force damage.
2: Oh, divided by two, so okay. down to nine. Right. Only nine points of damage. All right, it's like slowly coming. <laughs> so, so Sully, <laughs> what what happens then? Is this thing <laughs> leaps straight up into the air, and you see the shadow over the top of you, and there's this brief moment of like, oh shit, and you start to step backward, but your foot catches in a puddle of the blood that you've carved out of this thing before, and your foot slides out from underneath you, and you kind of fall back a little bit. And seeing Mach make the strong motion, you play Featherfall quickly, and you see this boulette up in the air, and it looks down with this malice in its eyes. Like this is this is an apex predator, and this is how it kills its prey.
0: Right? This is a Charizard coming down at me.
2: Exactly. But like, imagine if like, I don't know, you, like, you were about to be mauled by a bear, and right as its paw comes down and connects with you, it sounds like like a dog squeaky toy. Like imagine the look that that bear would have on its face. That's basically what this boulette looks like. As it is coming down on you, it hits the apex of its jump, and then it just, like, it just comes. It drifts downwards. Instead of collapsing on top of you, it sort of drifts down on top of you. Is it, like, squirming its arms
0: around? Like, its its arms, and it's like, like...
2: Yeah, it's trying to, like, kind of, like, punch down at you almost with its claws in front of it. Um, to try and like almost like grab at the earth and pull itself down <laughs> but it, this thing is completely confused by what's going on um you do still take some damage because of this thing's sheer bulk
0: one of those one of those claws probably gets me as i walk away
2: exactly but you're able to get yourself out of the way of this thing's uh, gigantic slam and that is amazing and uh, it's going to be really upset about this. You really took the wind out of its sails. I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> it feels just like so embarrassed. You know, it told its friend it had a good fight today. and They came to watch. And then this happened. Just Sully like, really looks out into the crowd and he, he sees
0: up, up, in the, up in the cheap seats, there's a family of boulettes sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> they took up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. They had to buy some extra tickets. Daddy uh, boulette is like putting its big claws over one of the kids' boulette's eyes. <laughs> don't, don't watch.
2: They're holding up, like, number one fingers, like foam fingers. <laughs> There's a sign that says you can't bully the bullet. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're going to see this boulette just sort of, like, take a look up at the, the stands. And you can see a little sunlight glint on this tiny dew drop forming in the corner of its eye. And it's going to try and snap out at you, Sully. Okay. And it's only going to be a 10 to hit. And as it kind of tries to snap out at you, you just kind of put your hand out and just, like, close its mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my armor of hexes was also going to activate because I rolled a four. Um.
2: Your armor of hexes comes out and closes its mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's delightful.
2: Uh, Sully, it's uh, your turn now. You have hmm. spiritually defeated
0: this thing, though it still has plenty <laughs> of HP left. Is the fire elemental still standing? No. Uh, Mock solidly put that one down. Oh, amazing. So it's just you two and the bullet. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to stand there with my hand on its mouth and look at Mach. I kind of feel bad putting this creature down now. We've humiliated it so thoroughly. Can we... Don't, I'll, I'll don't make it live with the misery. Remember what it was like to fall asleep
2: thinking of the mistakes you've made. Remember all those times that you had those missteps as a guard and you sat there on the ship trying to sleep at night? Oh, my God, put it down. <laughs> hey, uh,
0: hey, i Oh, shout up. Hey, hey, Arthric! can we call it a draw or something?
2: Don't you want to qualify, my boy?
0: Yeah, uh, no, I mean... can't I, I'm pretty sure he's just done. Is he like, uh, can he can he give up the match and we just move on? You can, you can ask, ask it. Well, I'm I'm no druid, but I'll I'll do my best. I think Sully wants to at least give it a chance. Um, so he'll just sort of, I don't know. I guess would that be like animal handling for me? Uh, it is a monstrosity,
2: not an animal, but you can roll animal handling with disadvantage.
0: That's not gonna. Nope. And oh, the second was a nat twenty. Oh, but the first one was an eight. Plus one is a nine. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Um, oh dang.
2: As uh, you attempt to use your bloodthirsty axe to try and play hey, a calming song, and there's no sport Convince this thing. It's okay. Not to attack you as you cut a me- very menacing figure with your black eyes. Um, still, I might add, wreathed in flame, which you take another six points of fire damage. I should probably get to that.
0: <laughs> that
2: uh, it does not appear to register within the bullet, it, it does not appear that your words have reached its stony ears. Mock, that brings us next in the order to you. I'm gonna look over at you,
1: Mock, please. I will put this thing out of its misery by doing flurry of blows as well as my hasted attack. Alright, give me this full full set of attacks. 12. Miss. 16. Miss. 15. Miss. 14. Miss. 16.
0: Miss. So, I, I guess... No, if you want to just pet it, you, you can just touch its nose. Its, its mouth right here. You don't have to like I swing missed. at the air like that.
1: I missed five attacks.
2: You run <laughs> up and just like... Like, <laughs> like... into the side
1: of this thing. And you can...
2: You can hear the strikes land. Not like these like... Doom, doom, doom. You hear like... tick, tick, tick. Tick,
1: tick, tick. The scales that had gotten ruffled from the slow fall, I just pushed them back into place.
2: <laughs> and you hear Othric from, this, from the stands just go, what? What <laughs> <And> the fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright.
2: <laughs> that uh, brings us next to the order to the boulette, who's just going to shake uh, Sully's hand off of him and try and snap at Sully once more. It's only, only going to be a
0: 15 to hit. That's not going to hit. So it's your turn. Uh, I, it it snaps forward and it just like as it closes its mouth it catches on my pauldron. And I just look at it and I shake my head. And I'm going to pull my arm free and jump back and cast Eldritch Blast. As I Are you moving out of its attack range? No, I guess that was more for show. I I won't really do that. I'll just sort of make use of the five feet that I got uh, and whirl racks around and shoot out these these three beams of light as I
2: like look away technically don't you have disadvantage on them because it's a
0: ranged spell attack and you're within five feet yes and I'm also looking away that probably doesn't help okay Uh, the first one is gonna be a 13 to hit that's a mess second one is (laughs) going to be a 12 to hit a miss. Third one is going to be a fifteen to hit. That's a miss. <laughs> what was it that you guys fought
2: early on, where just like you kept it at like less than ten HP for like three rounds? Oh, it was that? It was the chawl. The thing was like trying mm. to die, and like all three <laughs> of you were just like barely tapping it. Yeah, that's, it that's, like, true.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's <Okay>, true. Well, as. <laughs> As the as a three Eldritch blast, I know I have more action economy, but I think it's I think it's funnier and more in character for Sully to look at Mach and just sort of give a half hearted shrug. Um, Can I use my bonus action to pat out the flames? Uh, it's full action. okay, never mind. Oh wait, did
2: I did I do damage this turn? No. Nope. So that's another seven fire damage of you. Mock that brings us around to you. The boulette looks a little disheartened, but is still honestly in pretty good shape. It's your turn, as you have uh, provided a nice chiropractic adjustment to it.
1: Yeah, I might have actually given it some temp HP from that. I will knuckle down and get more of a solid stance before I unleash my full round of five attacks. 14. Fuck me. (laughs) 16. (laughs) Okay. Okay, alright, 19. Oh okay. my god, finally. I hit. Oh. I have a plus 11 to hit.
0: <laughs> oh, This is when Max tells us that this guy still has
1: like 100 HP left. 15 damage.
2: 15 damage, thank god.
1: Hey, 26 to hit. That's a hit. 26 damage. Good. And one more.
2: Yep. 15. So you come in and you strike down and you feel bone deep underneath this thing's armored flesh crunch under your knuckle dusters and you sink another one up into its stomach and then land more glancing blows across it. This thing is just sort of shaking a little bit with the pain that it is now racked with. It appears very heavily damaged now, but is going to uh, try once more to throw itself up into the air uh, not really knowing what else to do to come down on Solomon once more.
0: <sighs> I've got more spell slots, though. As as Sully just shakes his head and plays Featherfall again, and this poor, this poor thing. Yeah, uh, that's that's my reaction. Okay, you'll take uh, ten points of bludgeoning damage. Okay, as it uh,
2: comes down on you and nudges against you yeah i'm just sort of
0: like shrugging it off at this point like okay okay guy okay there's there's the ground
2: it's gonna try and bite you again
0: finally that is gonna be a 24 to hit 24 will hit and my and my hexblade ability armor of hexes did not save me this time i have to uh, roll a four higher and i got a two
2: that's gonna be 30 points of piercing damage as this thing's jaws come out and just slam around your armor,
0: and you can feel it crushing in around you, and uh, I'm like, "Okay, okay, guy, okay." And as I turn my back to it to look at Mock again, it just sort of grabs me with its mouth around the midriff and shakes me in as I pass out and ragdoll in the air. <laughs>
2: oh no! <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm at zero. <laughs> And I still put <laughs> Guys I still haven't put out the fire so, Oh no so,
1: so The saliva from the monster's bite Puts out the fire <laughs> Oh this is always what happens when you, like, bullshit around, like, oh, this ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> this is Madoka episode three shit going on right now. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness.
2: That's this brings w- us first in the order to Sully's turn, and he takes damage at the top mm-hmm. of the round.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: Sully, so you take one point of fire damage and fail your first death saving throw. hmm Can you roll one for me? Yeah. Crit
1: fail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can be lucky in death, right? I, yeah, I got I got all my luck points for today. I'm still I'm still okay. I'm feeling good. Uh, that is uh, one success and one failure. You only roll one, don't you? The you failure, failure comes from, from my damage. damage from the fire. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> ideally, that flame would go out really soon, as in within the next two turns, Mock. <laughs> I'll kill it in the next turn no put out the fire on me put, put out the fire that I am on <laughs> alright let's let's just rewind a second here
1: we can keep him on S- fire <laughs> S- so this boulette smashes into
2: flaming sully shakes him around <laughs> ragdoll style and slams him onto the ground lets out this triumphant bellow as authoric you hear go well son of a bitch Ain't that something to see?
0: <laughs> well, damn, he, he did it. He finally did it. <laughs>
2: it uh, looks like maybe someone spent a little too much time on the back end of the army telling them where to go and not enough time frontlining things where they should belong. That's what happens when you push paperwork too long and try and step into the rank. It's uh, your turn. Your buddy is passed out on fire at the feet of a large jawed bullet. Uh, It is your turn. By God, what are you going to do? Because holy shit.
0: When did this fight become amazing again? (laughs) 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 This is the closest either of you have been to death. (laughs) Oh.
1: Alright, I'm just going to point at the Boolette and be like, alright, alright, enough's enough. And cast disintegrate on it, so it has to succeed on a Dexterity saving throw.
2: Yeah, that's an 8.
1: Alright. And take 74 points of damage, specifically Force Damage.
2: Mock, you see this thing shake slowly around and slam him onto the ground and you raise a hand up in front of you and we see this sickly bolt of energy fire out and as soon as it contacts with the bullet there's just this boom, and it just vaporizes, turns completely to dust and drifts away up into the stands and we are out of initiative but we're still in your turn as you have that hasted action. Uh, what is it that you would like to
1: do in this bullet time as this thing is drifting into the ether? I'm going to try to collect as much of that dust that is disintegrating into the air and use it to put out the fire on Solly.
2: So as your DM, <laughs> let me take a sidestep here. You do know that like, flower plants... And like as in like places where we make flour for baking and like sugar refineries are highly <laughs> explosive
0: because small fine amounts of dust are <laughs> fine particulates are highly yes. explosive. Eric, <laughs> Eric, my friend, I've known you since high school, man. I know you're smart. <laughs> Mok has to be at least as smart as you.
1: Yeah, his ins is higher than mine, actually. With my action, I'm going to grab the dust. (laughs) Screw you, man. (laughs) With with my action... (laughs) That would be really fun. With my action, I'm going to use some of the sand that's around his body and use it to put out the flames.
0: Actually... Uh, Eric, as you know, sand in this region is Becomes glass
1: <laughs> It's called fire sand <laughs> In the surrounding it's made area of glass. It's made of glass It's glass Sully, glass Sully <laughs> He's frozen
0: in carbonite
2: Mock, you gather up this sand In your hands And you quickly slam it down Onto this fire that is All over Sully And you're able to pat out the flames then That are Covering his body, and we are out of initiative now. Sully, I do, at this point, need you to make another death saving throw.
0: That was a critical fail, but Solomon is lucky. Don't get another one, please. Uh, The second one was a 15, so thank you, successes. So,
2: what happens (laughs) is, as you are patting the sand all over him, you hear Sully's ragged breathing, and you hear this long exhale. And then next to him, just sort of hanging in his limp hand, racks, flashes this like brief, brilliant blue. And then we hear Sully give this big inhale and is stabilized, but still unconscious. And at this point, we are out of initiative, out of combat and Othric, his voice booms in. Well, did a good, did a good job. job. Seems like you're mighty adept at using your friend as bait, General Moksha. You done a real fine job. I suppose you probably think we have a little talking to do after this, so once you get yourself cleaned up, hit your boy with some smelling salts, and why don't you come take a swing by before you call it an evening? Y'all have a good
0: one.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to the TMI intermission. Currently, Max, your DM, is going to console the bullets in the stadium who just saw, well, something that's going to require quite a bit of de-escalation to say the least. Their viewing experience might have been a letdown, but let's hope that Max can make it a gentle one. And Victor, as we know, is resting Got a little bit tricky there in that final bout, but nevertheless, we're here to continue with our festivities. Don't forget, the fun doesn't have to end. Within the podcast, you can keep it going by following us at TrueMetaInc.com or Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube now. Each new like or follow is a successful def say for Sully, or if you want, a def fail. And also, don't forget to, uh, uh, oh, Oh, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Oh, guys, I'm really sweating bullets here now. It seems like the situation has escalated quite severely. They've not only got their entire family, but some lightning elementals as well. Please send help to True Meta.
2: mock you are now the only one conscious standing in the middle of the stadium and you have uh, Sully passed out at your feet and you can see out of the corner of your eye the gate starting to rise up once again to the ready room and Alvar is
1: standing there leaning
2: against the wall with their arms crossed waiting
1: I'll take this quick moment of rest to get a feel for my magical energies does it seem to have been restricted or still active while I'm in this ring currently it is still active I will I will glance up at the blood and crystal and then glance back down at Sully and knowing that it's not good to leave him in this condition and slinging him over my shoulder, or at least try to.
2: Give me that uh, strength check. (laughs) Athletics check.
1: I should not have rolled that well, but I did. I got an 18. You reach down and you hook a hand
2: up under a pauldron and another up under his chest plate and you squat and just heave him up onto your shoulder fireman carry style and you start walking out of the arena with sully slung over your shoulder and as you approach them Alver smiles a little bit well done Mok Moksha you uh, you're an interesting one out there on the
1: field aren't you I make eye contact with Alver and just say, well, take me to him. Do you got something to wake this big guy up? Or do you want to help carry him? And as you pass through the gate,
2: you start to feel the chains tightening a little bit around your arm once more. And the text fades along your arm. And Alver reaches out. Um, let's go ahead and uh, set him down on a bench real quick. I'll, uh, I'll get him patched up. And uh, as you set him down, Alvert rubs their hands together for just a moment, and then they reach out and uh, put them on either side of Sully's face. And you can see this warm glow as Sully receives some terrible rolls. You get six points of health back.
0: (laughs) Did we win?
1: We're in the afterlife, Sully. (sighs) We failed. Damn it. Why is he here? (laughs) I managed to take him down with me. Oh, well, not all bad. Not a total loss, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) I'm going to... Alver laughs right along with you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm going to reach into the pouch of possessions and uh, pull out a small dispenser. Uh, that's topped with the Cartoon Dwarf giving a thumbs up. Looks like a little Pez dispenser and I'm going to click it and a little pellet pops into my hand and I'm going to look at the pellet and then put it in my mouth and start chewing and I will get five uh, health points back from the yes, you will. pellets of persistence. You feel a little hale and hearty as
2: uh, a, a nice minty flavor fills your mouth mm. and uh, you get a few more uh, hit points back. And Alver turns to the two of you well great job that was quite a show talk about highs and lows that was exciting you weren't uh are trying to cook the books a little bit on
0: that one raise the stakes a little bit were you i don't know what you're talking about
1: okay. you usually read from books not cook them unless you're desperate for glue in which case then yeah <laughs> just
2: sharp and fast on and off the battlefield. I love it. So much fun. Listen, um, two of you ready to uh, go for a quick walk? Um, or are you just want to call it a night? I know Father said that you were welcome if you wish to stop by. Um, it's quite an honor. Uh,
0: that's up to you all. If you want to just call it an evening, I understand. No, no, Albert, by all means, uh, chance to a chance to sit and talk with the owner of uh, this place, get some questions answered. I think that would do as well. Let me just try to, and I try to stand up, and I, oof, <coughs> and I sit back down again. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe mock maybe you should, you should just go, and I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take a breather here, and, and meet up with you after. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to. I need to catch my breath. Besides, you
1: you know all the good questions to ask. I nod and beckon to Arthur to lead the way. And you follow Alvar uh,
2: up through the thoroughfare and make your way around the alleyways and into the back section that leads to that large palace carved into the stone. And once again, he leads you inside, and you see that Arthuric is already waiting for you. At his desk. Sitting there. Moksha. Why don't you come on in. Make yourself. Mildly comfortable. That's fine. You can just stand over there. Don't have a whole lot of time. Gotta check the books for the evening. So. I promised you a little tit for tat. A little quid pro quo. You fought for me. That was an interesting bout. I have to say. Um, I am. Intrigued by the. Highs and lows of the showmanship. But I have to say I'm a little disappointed by the overall performance I expected. Quite a bit more from these so-called saviors of Shieldheim. Anyhow, I don't mean to belabor the point too much. What you got for me? I promised you an answer. You won one fight, you get one question.
1: How did my parents come upon their involvement in the Coliseum?
2: Hmm... That's a long question. It's a multi-part answer. I'll do my best to be fair in my response. Well, you see, honestly, much akin to yourselves, they came a-wandering here, searched for some shelter, and uh, found themselves bereft of proper coin. So I offered them a deal. You know, went a few rounds, and maybe you can have enough to buy yourself a couple meals. And, uh, you know, things are pricey around here, so it made sense for them to just keep on fighting because uh, it's a hell of a lot of desert to make your way through otherwise. And uh, so they ended up being my prize fighters. Simple as that. Where they came from? I don't know, somewhere up north, a little further on up the way. I think they came through by way of Shieldheim, but... I wasn't too interested in it all. Didn't seem like they stayed there too long. Just kind of passed through that general kingdom. Hope you'll find that satisfactory.
1: Well, that's all we have. And I start walking towards the door. We're saving the theatrics for our fight with you.
2: Say that an ethereal dog is maybe the most literal definition of magical. So <laughs> I would go ahead and say that's probably uh, full damage.
0: Oh, oh, oh! It's magic. <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> this is why you're the bard. This is why you're the bard. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's for me, so I can be as annoying as I want. You always are. Last time on Fuck You. (laughs) It's all about rolling dice, baby.